the penny laugh. This refers to uh, this refers yeah. to Penny's infectious laughter, which often erupts during the podcast when the hosts are discussing funny or, or something absurd. And I think we've just proven the it there. The fact that that came out and I had to cover my mouth. Andy's terrible opinions. Andy is known wow. for having some... Is that pedophiles? This might be, this might be the Miss Honey thing. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 132 of the Unusual Suspects podcast. I'm working class boy, poor boy, Dan. Uh, <laughs> what was that game you played yesterday that kept calling you poor? Out of context pen, here she is. <laughs> Sorry, I just remembered we could cut that. Remember where you are, pen. Say hello. Hi, Say sorry everyone. <laughs> Too busy laughing at our own jokes. Yeah. Yesterday in your stream, you played that weird game Tulip, and everyone in the game just kept telling you you were poor. And now you introduce yourself as working class Dan, and my brain made a link. Some things fired. I got mm. excited. It came out my mouth prematurely. I'm sorry, everyone. Oh, that's interesting. And also join us is Andy. Hello. I actually think you work very hard. You are constantly busy, and I do worry that you're going to burn yourself out. The content machine. Okay. I don't need your sympathy, or from the other side, your um. Negative comments. Someone's grumpy and hungover today. Both very supportive of me, obviously. Um, either you just tell me not to do stuff, or when I do stuff, you say you criticise me. So obviously, uh, that's what the kind of uh, I told you your stream was here. my favourite yesterday. Mm. I also got you a new follower. No, you, but you, no, you didn't. That. You said, and I quote from the text message I received: "Stop streaming when I'm streaming. Uh, your stream sucks. <laughs> that's not uh, that's lies. I will steal all your viewers." Ha 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 pen. That does sound very pen. Yeah. It does, but it's lies. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a double-edged sword because she's she's a simp, but also she's fucking horrible. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I watch nearly all of Dan's streams. She agrees. Okay. <laughs> I'm fucking horrible. Yeah. <laughs> and you watch all of his streams, which makes you the simp. So you. Yeah, that's I mean, why I was agreeing with not you. Not incorrect. Yeah. No. That's why I agree. Anyway, enough of this like stream bollocks. Let's move yeah. on to something. Can we talk proper. about? Can we not talk about my simps, please? Like, let's leave that for another day. Hi, and, turtle. And streams. Hey, hi, turtle. <laughs> Don't call turtle a simp. <laughs> I, love I can't turtle. wait for Dan listens, streaming to be he meme of the year. He listens to this as well. He does listen to this as well. He does has, he? He does listen to our podcast. He does. That. Yes, yeah. he listens. To, he I'll watches you. He listen. He watches he me. Of course, he's going to listen to this. There you go. Turtle's the best. So, hi, turtle. Andy called you a simp, not me, <laughs> nor maybe Penny might have, but definitely Andy. <laughs> so there you go. Anyway, um, welcome all in. Hi, everyone. How are we all doing? Yeah, I'm all right. I've got a sore shoulder, if you're asking. No, I didn't ask. I just, just in general, oh. how are you doing? No, last time you hurt your shoulder, you punched the air, didn't you? <laughs> you pulled your shoulder. Well, I did, I did have a history of like pulling muscles whenever I celebrated anything. Not that yep. I've got anything to celebrate. Last time, mm. last week when I did it, I was getting Milo out of the car and putting him in his cot and uh, tweaked something in my spine. This <laughs> week, I just woke up weird. Uh, we're it's of that age old, now, yeah. Yeah, early 30s. So, you know, all downhill from Late here, 30s. booking myself uh, a one-way ticket to Switzerland soon, and then, you know, we'll be done. When Good are you taking that co-op co uh, life insurance, funeral care? Is that, is that coming soon? I've already got it. 
Have you already got it? I've got yeah. insurance too. Liam, Liam is sorting Liam did out it. my... Um, <laughs> My health insurance and stuff. So, yep. you know, Mine too. mortgages for Metlers or whatever his brand is called. Goth, goth finance. Did you find it weird that you had to tell him all your medical stuff on the phone? Uh, yeah. Me too. <laughs> Luckily, I don't have anything that exciting. No, he was very professional and it was very good. It was a good service. Can recommend. Mm. This episode sponsored by... No, our friends mortgages, <laughs> mortgages for metalers or whatever it is full disclosure full disclosure yeah. yes because he hasn't paid us mm-hmm. what have we been watching uh who wants to start andy i'm gonna nominate you um so why um i've been feeling a bit sorry for myself this week because it's starting to get busy with work and i thought what i need is instead of bob's burgers or archer or something else with uh, h john benjamin in it I need something a bit light and um, <laughs> easy to watch. So I watched a film called Sharkenstein <laughs> <laughs> yeah. about a Frankenstein shark. Uh, Why? Why? Why wouldn't um, you? That sounds amazing. Because uh, I was thinking about a different thing that I'm looking at doing. And uh, again with the sharks. <laughs> Yeah. Again with the sharks, yeah. Andy. We just like sharks. I, I honestly couldn't tell you why. Yes, you've got a question. Ben. He's Franken Shark. He's not Franken Shark's monster. The shark is the Franken Shark, unlike in Frankenstein, where Frankenstein's monster is the monster. Right. Well, it's a good. It's a good question. Um, and I'll, I'll give you some uh, a brief overview of it if you want. Mm-hmm. All starts in Nazi Germany, of course, because uh, that's yep. where all great shark films start. The other Peter Benchley one was Nazis. I actually thought this was supposed to be that film, and it wasn't. Um, <laughs> but some Nazis turn up. They find this guy doing some shit with sharks. Or maybe they're just... Do- oh, no, they're doing shit with people, trying to reanimate them. And then the Nazis steal the technology from the 40s and put it in a shark, essentially. So they want to reanimate and, a shark. Uh, so it's not really a Franken shark if it's only shark. Is it just one shark? Is it many parts of sharks? Is it sharks? Oh, it's many thing? parts of sharks. Oh, okay. It's it's numerous sharks all cut no. up. That like there's I don't know a bit of mako and a bit of tiger shark and a bit of a great white and stuff. Seems unnecessary. You could just use a shark. You could just use a single shark, but where's the fun mm. in that? If you're going to fuck mm. around and cut them up, you know, yeah. cut them up. Do fun things with it. I think they should have put in part of a shark hoover. <laughs> Which part? The nozzle. Uh, I haven't, is the I haven't decided. The nozzle is, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I had to Dad's compose face. myself after making myself laugh. There. Um, <laughs> but it's about like these three people who I think are supposed to be like in their 30s, but one of them is quite clearly in their 50s wearing a sideways cap. Oh, uh, hello, Trying to talk children. all cool. Yeah, mm. it's very much like that. He's, it's actually a Triforce hat, which makes it a bit worse because he's trying to appeal to like wow. the nerdy Zelda fans. And it is terrible. Like the, 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 no. CG, the CGI is, and I, I do not joke here, it is as bad as Birdemic. Oh, because some of those like, not Sharknado, but what else did we watch? Like there was like Avalanche Shark or something and that wasn't bad. It wasn't as bad as Birdemic. I don't That's... know what the budget for this film is, but they've done... I think they do like six low budget horror films a year like this. Yeah. And um, this one was particularly bad. Um, Mm. I've actually provided Dan with some props. 
a little little bit of footage. So this is this is only going to work for us. Yeah, I just I want. Say. I, yeah, but I we used to do that all Penn's the time reaction. before we got lazy. We used yeah. to have visuals a lot. I'm happy to continue talking about the plot whilst the whilst it runs in the background, and sure. maybe I'll send the link for socials if I remember. Well, Andy, you talk. I'll put it play. Um, so, so this film contains a lot of stock footage, very similar to. Uh, it's not lots of parts of sharks it's one shark with stitches on it so they've cut up this it's all the same color they've just cut him up and stitched him back together it's not loads of sharks well i think there's supposed to be lots of different sharks that's what they say in the narrative um but it's sort of like a it looks like a puppet (laughs) and it moves around like it's cg uh, like it's a powerpoint presentation (laughs) it does and they use like that wiggly um What's the word? Filter. Like the transition filter on it to make it look like it's underwater. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 some of the um. worst stuff I've seen since Birdemic. You know what it reminds me of? Remember the, <laughs> the shark scene in Batman and Robin? Yes. No. Uh, it's very close to... Oh, come on. The <laughs> no. Shark that's, repellent that's, bat spray? That's better than oh, this. Oh, that one. Yeah, it's, sorry. Oh, it is slightly better, <laughs> yes, because they actually had a real... <laughs> well, a toy shark, but this is a it's, bit more of a. Uh, it's like what? Well, yeah, you, like you said, it's like one of those puppets you get at the Sea Life Center. With its- yeah, like a like a, a small hand puppet that they've yeah. had to like blow up a bit to make it look bigger. Um, so, <laughs> so people like there's a bit where a fisherman is just on the dock <laughs> fishing, and then the shark just jumps over him, and I say jumps, it just slides through him. And just leaves his shoes. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's how um, that works. It's definitely a puppet. A bit a bit later on, the, uh, the Nazi scientist who's working on him and controls him... Um, Look at his swastika he, flag, so you know he's a Nazi. Yeah, and a really bad, hammy German accent. He puts Hitler's brain into the shark. Wow. Um, because... That's why? the whole reason why they were keeping the shark alive and testing to see if they could get uh, to bring Hitler back. And instead of putting it in a person, they thought, let's just put it in a shark. Yeah, why is it a shark? Why did he have to be picked, selected as a shark, though? I don't, understand. I, I don't know. But then, so he, he puts the brain in the shark and then he starts commanding, let's say, Hitler around like he fucking is the Fuhrer himself. Pen, this is a highlight in the video. Um... The no, shark now has biceps. What's that kid's cartoon with the sharks that were like that? The shark is now talking to cows. <laughs> you know, like Biker Mice from Mars, there was one with sharks and he looks like that. I uh, can't remember what it's called, Sharks or something. Wow. This content is not good for, you know, anyone No, but well, I was making notes to put it on socials when it comes out, so... I'm editing it. Don't worry, I'll make it good. <laughs> this Caris Hell is much better than this. I'm just yes, saying. Yes, I, I agree. Um, so yeah, they so they put Hitler's brain in the shark, and he bosses it around. So he ends up getting eaten. The uh, the main three people, one of them gets eaten because he's an old prick and he's just fucking annoying, and I'm glad about it. Uh, but they. <laughs> They quite clearly have just used so much stock footage that everything looks out of place. So, like, they have all these tropical fish everywhere, and then they have, like, other people on walking on a really sandy beach. They cut back to these three guys, and there's just, like, 
fucking misery it, everywhere? It's Neil Breen shock version. <laughs> it's it's well, without the Neil Breen, obviously, but the it's still got the uh, this green screen special effects that Neil Breen knows. So any for, uh, audience members that have children, you know when a kid gets a toy and it's like duh, 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 and like you know and he's moving it along like. Mm. That's what the shark is doing in this movie. Like it's exactly like, and it, it looks about as realistic as That's those like incredible. rubber toys. Wow. Um, the, so you, you might have noticed the shark was trying to rape a woman at some point. Oh no, um, I, I don't. I don't know if he was trying to rape her, but it certainly looked like it. She is an ex-adult film star. Wait, was it Hitler in, shark in or the normal film? shark? In the at film, this point. Hitler shark by this okay. point. Hitler that makes shark. slightly more sense. She's called. Um, Bonnie Boom Boom, I think. <laughs> and before the shark mounts her, it eats the photographer and then just bitch slaps her onto the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and it shouldn't be that funny, but it is. Um, wow. Obviously, because it's one of those classic films, like they save the day by blowing up. A, they trap the shark, which is now a land shark, oh, in yeah. a lighthouse and then blow it up. Um, wow. And the main character is the the woman she's the final girl she at one point they're talking about Frankenstein and she just reels off a dozen Frankenstein films for no reason <laughs> they're like look we're like these movies but with a shark yeah look how much I know about Frankenstein that's how I know this is a shark <laughs> it's so she ditches. goes she goes back to like the coast and she's on the jetty and looking into the lake having just watched all of her mates die She's just sat there sort of peering into the water and then, you know, low budget, another shark appears and it rolls Out of the a lake as well. Well, they the say sea. sea, but it is just a lake. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't afford the sea. No, it's, it's just a lake. Um, it's interesting you mentioned Neil Breen because... He was the caterer. The, the, writer, the writer and director is also in this film and is in most of his other films. Um... But he has a non-speaking part, despite having quite a prominent role. So he just mimes things oh. to the other actors, like the propeller on this boat on this boat is broken, and we should go to land. And Wait. he's just there, sort of fucking pointing and making. It's so like he's charades. Not, he's not dark. Why? How do why? they? How do they? How do they explain why he's not talking? They don't. Oh, it's a film pen. Well, I thought they may be like, here is Professor so-and-so. He happens to be mute. <laughs> no, they don't mention it at all. He lost his I mean, they know that he doesn't accident. talk, but they're like the, sh- the sheriff guy, who's the real hero of this piece, hmm. sort of is like, ah, oh, I'll see you down a bar later, Hopkins, right? And Hopkins is like, yeah, sure. But he just nods. And he's like, cool, yeah, and we'll continue that conversation. And it's like, no one addresses the fact that he is mute. Hmm. But it is quite fun. Um, <laughs> I do kind of want to watch it. It's got a two point one on IMDb. Oh, do we know what it word it got? Can you give that a quick Google? Oh, how the line got It's probably up to a seven though. It's a one point seven. Oh, oh wow, really? So yeah, Mark Pal- uh, Mark Polonia is the director of this. Um, so yeah, for, uh, Sharkenstein, strong recommend. If you like shit budget <laughs> horror films that don't really have a plot, the acting's terrible and everything is a, a sample. Hey, sounds like a party film. Mm, I don't yeah. go down to twos. 
or, so or a corporate like, budget I'm usually types. like a four, a four a five kind of girl on IMDb but I do want to watch some more YouTube clips of that so I probably will I fished these waters for years I ain't never seen anything like that never? no sir Great White has no natural enemy well he does now the only thing missing from this story is a mad scientist it's alive it's alive Those are shark blames. Everybody's ready to blame sharks. So a few weeks ago when I was doing the podcast artwork, I realized that I'd watched a movie called Hell House LLC. And while I was Googling for images, I found out there were two more in the Hell House series. So I watched both of these this week. Does anyone remember? I know Andy remembers me talking about Hell House. Oh, I remember. We've had this. <laughs> yeah, I remember. It was the found yeah, footage one in, in a haunted house, like amusement thing that yes. was actually just a haunted house. So what I didn't realize <laughs> was that Hell House LLC was a haunted house set up in an old hotel. I apparently either forgot that or missed it out completely. Like I just didn't, I didn't realize. So when I looked up the second one... The second one is called the Abaddon Hotel, and the third one is called Lake of Fire. So I thought they might be standalones or, you know, I was like, oh, the first one was a haunted house. The second one was a hotel. You know, that's not that's not how it went. These are legitimate sequels. Uh, They are they are a three part story. Quite liked the first one. I've also decided actually to rename Possibly all found footage, to be honest, but especially these three. They are now just called Mm. fuck around and find out footage. Because That's what the F in found footage stands for. Yeah, fuck around and find out. They're like, you you know, in the first one, the company Hell House set up a haunted house in this abandoned hotel and people die. And all the people die and then the crew all goes missing. And I seem to remember quite liking it. It was quite fun. We decided it was nothing particularly different, but quite like what they did with it. So obviously in Hell House 2, we're going to fuck around and find out. So we can't just leave shit alone. We've got a, I want to say a news crew, but it's not really a news crew. It's like a, it's also a bit like a morning show crew, but it's not. Um, they want to, they want to find out what happened. So it is... <laughs> Eight years after? They've all started to blur into one. It might be. People people have started trying to break in to the Abaddon Hotel and not coming out. Like uh, there's some footage of a guy who filmed himself breaking in and nobody ever saw him again. Because it was so good he didn't want to leave. Yep. End of story. <laughs> yep, yep. See, this, this just... Uh, I have the same question as last time. Mm-hmm. How do they break in, or like, how do they do get the fat? Fuck me! How do they get live the footage streaming. and then other people find it? But they must have the, fir- hit the, the first button one as they disappear. No, no, the first one, the whole, the whole, it was they found the news crew's tapes because I think we're just going to spoil these. I'm gonna. I don't oh know yeah, no one's gonna. Yeah, no one's gonna, yeah, no one's gonna care. So <laughs> at the end of the first one, one of the women. Who was on the crew came forward and said, "Yeah, here's all the tapes." 
but she turned out to be oh. a ghost. She was dead. And she gave them the tapes. In the second one, the kid, I think he was like Facebook live streaming him breaking in. So that's how they got that. And then this, a similar thing happened with the second crew of people that went in. Somebody else got sent the tapes. Like the tapes just keep appearing after what happens. What? So, so what it is. So the first one was like a, a normal found footage movie. It was fine. The second one I actually quite enjoyed because we we started getting a little bit more of the story. The the kind of news crew went in with the only surviving crew member from the first one, Mitchell. And they took in a Derek Akora type dude, like a spooky hmm. dude, to try and to try and talk to the, the ghosts. Hmm. Um and the only one left alive was the like the anchor woman. But she wasn't really. Spoilers, she also dies. But they took it. Huh. Gone. How does she get the tapes out if she's dead? Well, she they find so all the way through they're doing the the police have picked her up on the side of the road. She is like she's like bleeding and her hair's all messed up and she's dirty and they're like, Where have you been for like five days? So let's walk it back a bit. You've got the footage the footage from the tapes that we have, you know, the actual found footage. They also intersperse it with um Mitchell being on uh, a TV show. So they're doing they're doing like a segment about Hell House because people are saying it was a hoax. So the original movie exists right, in right, this right. movie. They're like, oh, you did the Hell I House see. documentary. So they're talking about that. There's like the, the Derek Akora dude is on the TV show and then a guy from like the council or something that's like, stop going in this house. <laughs> the mayor. The mayor's just popping down. Someone like that, yeah. Head of planning. Yeah. Why not? And then this footage that they've, they've found her on the side of the road and they're like, where were you? Where is everybody else? Where have you been? You've been missing. Uh, and they find her and it, she... she she kind of gives she tells them where she's been and where the tapes are but she is she's dead which is kind of what leads into they they try to expand it from a found footage movie so basically we the hotel <laughs> they start mentioning the hotel was bought by a cult many many years ago and he was trying to find the gateway to hell their faces right now guys Right. I mean, that makes sense if it's mm -hmm. hell. No, um, and it and the cult leader, somebody Tully, Andrew Tully, has found the gateway to hell. So mm. they want to take more people in it, which is why when everything went wrong in the first one, that that's that's what's killing that's what's killing people is Andrew Tully and his cult members that all killed themselves, and basically him and the house are collecting souls to take to hell to what end what do they gain by taking them to hell oh we don't know they just want it's to hell. take them there that's what they yeah. want it's yeah. currency it's like a fucking yep. you know he's just collecting souls british pounds to them well, you both seem to know a lot about you know how to get i played doom hell. i know i played oh, doom that's a fair point that's a fair point but it also connects with how the tapes keep getting out because the house is trying to lure people into it so it can murder it's a them. sexy house. So, mm. so the tapes just the keep getting, house. like, people... Let's put a red light on. <laughs> I mm. think... Striptease 3. Ooh, Sorry, not with any house. of the scary people in this one. It's, an... it's a working class house. <laughs> but, like, the... the... Uh, 
God. The L's on hell is just a pair of legs. It's got a dishwasher in there. Oh, I hit a nerve with Dan today. So, like, the 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 newswoman, she gets, like, an anonymous tip in the post. Like, oh, here's some tapes, here's some stuff. Come check out the house. The house is bringing people to it. And it was kind of fun. I was like, oh, okay, we're expanding on this. We're getting a reason. Rather than just ghosts in a house, we're getting a little bit of a bit of Mm. why, which is not doesn't necessarily happen in a found footage movie so as andy knows i was quite interested to see where they would take that in the third movie and where did they take it mm. oh uh, nowhere <laughs> the, what a surprise yeah the third movie <laughs> was basically the first movie until like the last 20 minutes so, in what way is someone making a documentary about the house? So a rich man called Russell, he runs a um, immersive experience in New York. So a bit like the the Sleep No One one that's in New York. You know, it's mm. it's it's them trying not to do another haunted house. It's like an immersive experience. I think they're doing they're doing some sort of play, and they're taking over the whole hotel. So you would instead of walking through a haunted house, you're walking through a, a play. Right, so yeah. it's like um, London Dungeons. Yeah, like that. Mm. So he's or Sea Life Center. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, where the otters are Center doing soliloquies and and the We're in walking distance of each other. Yeah, and the clownfish are playing trombones, mm. getting out of even smaller cars. <laughs> yeah. The the reason for filming because found footage you've got to have a reason to have the camera on all the time is that this they were about to knock the hotel down. This rich man has bought it. And he's putting on this experience. So then there is another camera crew that is documenting the whole experience. Because he's really famous in New York for these experiences. And now he's bringing it to this tiny town. So they're documenting it. And they also give um, the cast and crew their own cameras as well. So they can film everything all the time if they want to. Hmm. So So we know that the the gate of hell is in we know what is doing this in the house now we know so the mystery of what is it and why is gone because we know why but then the whole like the first two like the two thirds of the movie is just like the same thing because it's like oh they're building a thing in this house or in this hotel and then creepy things start to happen and then somebody quits because they saw a ghost and this and it's all the same shit again you're like okay but but i know where this is going but it's taking too long do you think any of them thought about shutting the gate because i assume it's just like in a you know front garden swinging open in the breeze but you have just guessed the third act oh i apologize uh, that's all right an important plot point writes itself yeah an important (laughs) plot point which isn't really brought up till the end. Uh, in the second movie, Andrew Tully says that no man can close the gate. And he doesn't mean like in a Lord of the Rings, a woman's going to come along and do it. It's like no human can close the gate. Right. Does he say it like an Andrew Ryan sort of way? If I, no, yeah, no, who? No, God's only kings, only... Come on, who do you mean? Who? Who's Andrew Ryan? <laughs> who do you mean, Andy? Never mind. It's a oh, reference. oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm with you. Then I don't know. Sorry. sorry. Um, That's all right. 
<clears throat> so yeah, so not like the same thing happens. The same thing happens. People are getting killed again, and you're like, yeah, okay. Well, where's where's Andrew? Where's the gate? And they crowbar in like this bit of information. Russell's got a big scar on his face, and they vaguely mention it, but it doesn't really make any sense to the end. He was in a car accident, and he was clinically dead for two minutes. <gasps> which means oh. he's not human really because he's back from the other side yeah oh. so he's a bit like an maybe angel it's n- maybe it's no living human but he's living now I mean. no no living man can do this yeah but he was dead so he's still crossed he over dead. to the other plane they kind of frame it as because the play is about god i think it's like faust or something that I've never yeah, heard yeah. of. Yeah, so it's God and the devil and a guy in between. So yeah. they kind of frame it as Andrew Tully is the devil with the gate to hell and Russell is the is God or the angel. And so like the last 20 minutes, Russell, like the house, everyone's running out of the house, people are dying. He sh- there's people in fucking sleep token cloaks coming out and stabbing everybody and killing everybody and it looks kind Classic. of shit. Yeah, Classic. it doesn't look very good. And then Russell comes in and like rugby tackles Andrew Tully and manages to close the gate. Almost the end. It took it took me a minute to work out what happened. Then you get the cast and crew from this movie. They all wake up. They found them in like the backyard and they're all alive. And someone was like, I thought I was dead. And she was like, yeah we were Russell must have brought us back so he also managed to save anyone that died but wasn't dragged to hell he managed to bring them back to life Mm. and then you get a scene of the cast from the original movie from the first one who all died and they wake up and they're in the hotel but the hotel's like all nicely lit now and like white light rather than creepy and then they're trying to get out the front door and Russell's like, you can't leave. You died here. I couldn't bring you back. Sorry, you have to stay here now. And they're, and they're all like, shit, we're dead. And then they're like, oh, well, let's go see if that bar is open. Because there was a bar in the hotel. And uh, and that's the end. <laughs> so, yeah. <sighs> that was the greatest noise of all time. So he's like what uh, somehow an angel he re- brings everyone back and, and he, still goes about his day making really shit immersive well theater. no now he he died closing the gate so he is now stuck in the hotel as well this is a day job he's got to right, make money somewhere right. um, <laughs> like he he bought that hotel he set it all clothes. up he lured the people there I think there, there was a thing about how he was going to liquidate all his assets that day so like he knew that was his last he was like I'm going to fucking close this and if I don't or if I do I'm going to die so that was like his purpose. Uh, I love, I love that he's aware that he's going to have to sacrifice himself and die. And his first thought is, "Yeah, I need to sort myself out financially here. I need to get the accountants in. Yeah, yep. someone call my lawyer. <laughs> I need to get a will yeah. done quick." Because she finds this out from like a priest. She's like, I know you're hiding something. And he's like, yeah, he's going to liquidate all his assets at midnight tonight when the show starts or something. <laughs> I was so I don't dis- remember that happening in Faust. <laughs> at no point in Faust did they go, we need to, we need to sort ourselves. Make sure everyone's sorted out. Yeah. But it was yeah. such a shame because I really thought with the second one, 
they could take it somewhere. And they just, they, they did, but not well. And then, yeah, I had to sit through two thirds of a movie that used the same things that I'd just seen in the last two movies. It's got the same creepy clowns in it. It's got, it had a few more jump scares and stuff, but I was like, but I, now I'm waiting. You've, you've started this storyline and you've opened the gate to hell. And then it's like, we've gone backwards and we have to pretend we don't know about it for most of the film. And then you finish it. It was disappointing. What I like is that the first film is like a documentary about like people dying in a haunted house. The second one is in a news report about a documentary <laughs> yeah. about, and then the third one is a documentary about the news reports that were about a documentary. Yeah, it gets very it's multi-layered. I mean, the their reasoning for filming all the time is pretty airtight. You're like, yeah, okay, fine, that makes sense. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just, and obviously like it didn't have a massive budget. So like, you know, the gate to hell is not going to be, it's not going to be this big fucking thing, but it was just some dude rugby tackling another guy and killing him. And yeah, it just. It sounds mm, anticlimactic. Yeah. But I enjoyed the first one and I enjoyed the second one. The second one was pretty fun because you're like, shit, we're going to find out. You know, it was a bit like the Blair Witch. If the Blair Witch had come out in the second one and been like, this is what's going on. I've opened mm. the gate to hell and you'd be like, oh, okay, I'm interested. And then it just was not so good. Well, I'm sorry for your loss. Alex, you lost everything. How the hell do we have a way out? Have you ever been to Rockland County? A little town called Avedon, just north of the GW, right along the Hudson? <laughs> Why would I have ever been there? Because there's a hotel there called the Avedon Hotel and it's completely vacant. What do you want to start a bed and breakfast? No, Mac, that's where Hellhouse is going to get its second life. So, The Last of Us is nearly done. Uh, it's waiting for it to finish. Is it, is it any Eels? good? It's great. Fantastic. Yeah, I want to watch probably it. Probably the best TV show of the year so far. It's amazing. Um, I realized that I dropped out of the series at the same point I dropped out of the games and I've got no inclination <laughs> to go back and, and continue the series. I, and I feel bad because I'm like, I feel like I should be into this. But also, I was bored in the second episode. Okay, well, maybe it's And I was you. bored in the game. So I'm not going to bother watching it and then I'm just well, going to complain about just how I never... Because, Andy, just because everyone else likes it doesn't mean you have to like it. You can have no, your own opinions sometimes, you know? I'm telling you, all I want is an Assassin's Creed series. A good Assassin's okay. Creed series. All right, you fucking basic bitch. Anyway, uh, yeah, the last uh, <laughs> episode's coming. Um, it's been very, very good. Uh, it's been... Overall, it like it's it has changed stuff from the actual original game slightly. Uh, there was one surprise that happened in the last episode, um, which by the time this comes out, everything's already out anyway. But the second to last episode um, won't spoil it, but um, kind of a nice surprise that happened. And um, yeah, it's it's great if you play the games. Um, obviously, you know how good story is. Um, it's I, I've said this to many people. I do find it weird. I know this is the case with a lot of people who have just played the games, but finding people who have never touched video games talking about The Last of Us talking in public is a very odd experience. I'll be me like when I watch the it. Video game. Well, that yeah, but it's like I'm talking more common folk than you are. Like you, at least you're doing like a podcast. He's and got such a chip on his shoulder now. Streaming. Yeah. I'm be. I'm. Ex, I'm, I haven't got a chip. I'm explaining. I'm talking about people who have no 
uh, no links to pop culture at all. Let's put that like my mother. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Is your mum watching The Last of Us? She tried to, but she has a thing about violence, and at some point it, during it, it gets too violent. The clever thing it does, though, the clever thing it does, and they did this in the game as well, and I really like they did this. You don't really see the violence, so you don't really see the Boo. for example. Well, you kind of don't want to, trust me. Um, mm. There are times, like, basically in, for example, in the game, if you fuck up and you get a game over um, as Joel, um, if one of the monsters grabs you, what they tend to do is grab his head uh, and put their hands in between oh. the mouth jaw area and rip it open hmm. but what the game does is cut just before okay. you see it completely rip open and you just hear noises does this in the tv show as well okay. you see something in the distance like someone's head rolling off just randomly like oh they're gone um so it's not really more it's not really kind of like an up close and personal mm. body horror kind of thing it's more of like a very eerie kind of there to it um but it it it's done really well in the tv show and stuff so it's an amazing tv show i w i wouldn't be surprised if this gets uh a lot of tv show of the year i have a question that you can yeah. just nod to is ashley johnson in it at some point thanks that's all i wanted to know um i've also watched drives to survive season five which we talked about in the past which is all about the f1 stuff um it's racy racy cars it's fun if you're an f1 fan it's kind of fun if you're non, if you're neutral, maybe because it's it's about drama. That's not really there. Because Netflix, I was, um, <laughs> I was about to ask, do they do they crank up the make believe drama as they did uh, the last? No, series? they they've taken the criticism on board, especially in the last series, and it's not as drama manufactured as it was in the previous. The previous no, one definitely had it. so much of it. Yeah, there's still drama. It's I want Lewis Hamilton being like, "Who stole my helmet?" and all that sort of shit. Because that's what I imagine happened. <laughs> it's not a fucking soap opera. Yeah. yeah, it's a soap opera. Yeah, um, yeah. This one is. Um, I, I, I think I like this one more than previous seasons. I think it, it, it just. It, I don't know. Like uh, the, the kind of the way they filmed it is slightly different, but it's, um, it's still, it was fun and enjoyable. That's all I can say, really. Um, I am going to talk about the whale very, very quickly, because I know I said I'll talk about it next week when I do an Oscars thing, because the Oscars, as time of recording, is four days away. Um, so I'll do an Oscars thing uh, once the uh, awards have been given out and stuff. But um, I've been thinking about the whale, which, for people who don't know, you know Brendan Fraser, you know that he hasn't been around for a while, and this is his big comeback film. Um, this is a... When did it get actually released? I think it's um, it came year. out in a wasn't it like their premieres and stuff like that? Because I remember him getting a standing ovation at a couple of um, premieres in in late twenty twenty two. But the actual release date was February third for the Whale in the UK and stuff like that. Um, done by A twenty four. This is a film uh, about a morbidly obese English teacher, um, and he basically is killing himself because he's just eating 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 and getting fatter and fatter and fatter and um, brendan fraser plays uh the guy called charlie and it's you gotta be in a certain mood to watch this film um it's not happy obviously mm -hmm. um 
I said last time, I can't remember if I said it on last podcast, that I needed time to process it because I'm not too yeah. sure. I think I said off mic how I kind of felt about it. What I feel about it is Brendan Fraser deserves an Oscar. This is in, he's insanely good in this. Like, like he is the best, mm. he's the main thing people are going, you know, to come yeah. and watch the film. It's Brendan Fraser coming back and he fucking nails it. And I'm so happy he nails it because he's so, so goddamn good in this. Mm. I do have a problem with the film though, a little bit. And I don't know the right way to do it again. Try not to spoil it. The, the only thing I can kind of say is that the film it kind of has over the top supporting the supporting characters I think is is the main problem everything kind of takes place in one area it's it's based off a play isn't it the whale or it's based yeah. off a written yeah, play. yeah it's a play yeah so it takes place in his kind of um his his house essentially the whole the whole time and characters come in and out and different characters come in and out and that, the kind of story kicks off when his um when his daughter, who he hasn't seen in ages, comes comes to see him and she's like shocked and horrified of how he looks like. Um, and she treats him like shit because of Me? stuff he's done in the past and how he's got to to where he is now. Um, but I feel like the problem I have with this film is kind of a unique problem. Because I, I again, <laughs> don't know how to describe it properly, but I'll tr- give it a go. Because you're watching this film and you're sort of watching this film for Brendan's sake, and I know I'm going outside the film here and breaking the fourth wall a little bit, you kind of are rooting for him the mm. entire time. There's never a point where I felt like, oh, you fucking disgusting prick. Like, there's never that kind of moment you felt with him in yeah. the film for a majority of it. But all the other characters seem to have this very stereotypical fat shamey sort of thing to it. Where they're yeah. just just because the way he he looks like, they were all kind of mean to him. Mm. And the the odd thing about it is he kind of plays this really sweet, nice dude. And I just and I I can I can tell that they're maybe trying to get across the fact. Well, they're obviously judging him because he looks fat, and that's yeah. all that there is. But there's a there's there's too many instances of it where it's just like this doesn't it it, it seems like. It, it's, it kind of feels shoehorned in the fact some of the characters are, are overly mean to him in, in, a, in a weird way. It has been criticised for that by other people, mm. though. I mean, other people have said that it perpetuates the stigma that, like, obese people are, like, depressed and just want to overeat and hit that Oh, no, that, I mean, that, that side of it, I can... Yeah, he, he's basically easing himself because of things that have happened in the past which i won't spoil but it's it's affected him because his eating habits obviously affects him it i i get that but it's it's and i i like i like the overall film like i do i do think this is a is a good film but i i felt at the same time like do you kind of mean like they were they were mean to him but he was just really nice so there was actually no reason for them to be mean to him except he was fat which isn't necessarily it sort yeah sort of i can't again i can't really explain more until people watch the film but it 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 sort of feels like you are there is at no point where you you can understand why the supporting characters feel the way they do except because it's fat 
but it's it, then it's not about being fat. Like then it's about something else. And then why would you? It, it's just a bit. The 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 daughter is kind of the main problem I have with the film a little bit. The, the way just, she goes about things um, kind of reminded me odd. of a a girl. I remember a couple of girls that hated each other at school. And eventually one day one girl went, she went, you're only mean to me because I'm fat. And she was like, no, I'm mean to you because you're a bitch. <laughs> like, like, there you go. But you know what I mean? Like, just because he's fat doesn't necessarily, obviously some people have a problem with it. But if he's so nice, it sounds like there are bits where you're like, they're being so mean to him just because he's fat. And it doesn't feel realistic if he's actually a decent guy. It's it's a film about honesty. Okay. That's all I can say. The film is about the main thing that is reoccurring is is about honesty, and you'll you can see you'll see what that means when you when you go and see it. But um, it's it's not necessarily just people walking in and going, "You're fat," you know. It's it's more of a case of like it's 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 basically takes place over over a couple of days in his life, okay, and you gradually learn about his past and mm -hmm. how he became the okay. whale essentially mm -hmm. and there's a lot of moby dick references in there as well <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah it's i i think it's 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 great because brendan fraser is great in it yeah. that's why i like the film it's like legitimately watch it because brendan fraser and it will, will make you cry because he is so damn good in this film um i was gonna say one for paul but i think he's already seen it he has seen it. He said it was one of the most depressing things he's ever seen, and he loved it. <laughs> and Paul loves. Yeah, Paul will literally be like, "Can someone give me a film to make me cry?" Yeah, yeah, that's the kind of mood you go in. If you go into this expecting to be depressed, but um, you you, are, you will be blown away by how good Brendan is in it. Mm. In it. So he he does deserve. If he hopefully because by the time this comes out, the Oscars already happened. Hopefully he does get. Give him the, the little gold man. Give him the little gold man for love of God. Or else Will Smith will come up and slap it out of him. Anyway, he's not allowed. Uh, he's not allowed in the building anymore. Is he? He's is he banned? He's banned. Oh, maybe he broke in. I, I mean, this comes out when it's already out. But it's maybe already he broke happened. in, maybe and now he's in. in jail. Prediction: He breaks in, uh, <laughs> slaps Brendan Fraser, <laughs> and literally they bring England. Well, America brings back hangings. Could you imagine? They would. They would stick him in the electric chair for slapping Brendan Fraser while he's getting his Oscar. Did you say hangings? First, I said hangings. Yeah, like but, like lynching. No, I was going thinking going hangings because that's that's unacceptable. Oh. Where are you going with that, Ben? You're jerks. <laughs> God, I've ever seen this. Anyway, <laughs> I have a I have a nice surprise for you guys. God, is it making so, me look racist? Yeah, um, <laughs> maybe that's a regular maybe. feature. <laughs> you never know, Pen. Actually, this uh, this might actually might look. <laughs> anyway, um. Uh, well, I've been working on this for quite some time, and mm. hey, we're done with Classic Dan, we're into New Classic Territory Dan. Dan now. New Dan, so, uh, New Dan. So, um, New Dan features coming, and one of the things I wanted to do for a while was, and Penny, um, this is nothing to do with having a chip on my shoulder, but um, <laughs> remember we, uh, we always have our discussions about AI. Mm. So I thought it'd be fun. Did you do it? for this podcast to be uh, evaluated by a very intelligent AI program. Right. This entire podcast, its history, everything you know and love about this podcast. Oh, you did it. 
has been evaluated by a very powerful AI, and I've been working on this for a couple of weeks because fuck me, it was buggy as fuck for a couple of times. I remember and, when we um, figured out we should do this. Mm, um, one of the things I did want to do, which may come, and if you're expecting this, it's not going to happen today, but what I wanted to do is to create a podcast, at least 20 minutes of it, using our ai voices that's what we talked to disguise about. itself as a podcast yeah couldn't do that to the degree of where you can actually listen to it at the moment but you never know in don't the future, tell me you don't have enough content no does no no mean, i have enough content I have does that mean content. that we can just get ai to record for us and we don't have to do it no oh, well, mate, well, let's get this does my job. Well, 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 well. well what i'm gonna do is proposition to you the benefits of using AI for a future use of our podcast episodes and see how you feel about it. Maybe we can vote on it. Shall mm. we just become AI for the rest of the time? Anyway. I think you know my answer. I like to call this segment uh, the AI Suspects because I didn't really have an original name. So AI Suspects uh, Undercover. <laughs> So, I have been chatting to a very sophisticated, very working class. Is it cheesecake? Um, Were you talking to cheesecake? cheesecake? I was not talking to cheesecake. For God's sake, cheesecake's dead. No. Um, I was talking to um, some people now. This is uh, OpenAI. It's a very commonly used program. Um, people use it to basically can do fuck it. It can do your homework. It can do anything. It's very, very powerful. Stop bigging it up, Dan. That's great. It's fucking great. Um, it can build your music playlist for you. Mm. It can build your music playlist for you as well. And then so, you get to help it out as well. <laughs> what I decided to do with this was to get an evaluation from the AI about our podcast. Oh, to fuck understand you, <laughs> To understand what the podcast or AI think. I know we have human listeners, but what do AI think about our podcast? And how do they feel about each of the members in the podcast. If I'm not the AI's favorite, then I'm burning well, I'm burning every AI to the ground. I I would be very careful with what you say because you need to remember pen. What you're saying right now <laughs> will be picked up by the AI. So I praise our overlords no. and I would mm. like to say that I'm a big fan of open AI. <laughs> AI. That's it. I've anyway, got nothing smarter than that. I asked the first question to this open AI and I said, can you describe the unusual <laughs> suspects podcast to me as if I was a completely new listener? And this is a hundred percent genuine. I can even take screenshots if people want to take screenshots. Nothing is written by me. This we is trust all, you. Not that AI. all down to the AI. Okay. This is a movie podcast hosted by three friends named oh, Dan, Penny, and Andy. What do you mean it's already <laughs> off? Fuck you. <laughs> they are all avid movie fans who come together to discuss and review movies of various genres from different eras. Pretty okay. standard. Yeah. It's very standard. Not very specific yet, but either way, they got our names. That's fine. In each episode... The hosts delve into a particular movie, offering their own unique perspectives on the film's strengths and weaknesses, as well as sharing interesting trivia this makes us sound and behind-the-scenes really details. 
They also explore themes and motifs presented in the movies and discuss how they relate to real life issues and experiences. Wow. Now, by the time I got to this point, I was like, no, we don't. This is bollocks. <laughs> this makes when us sound ever? way too good. Yeah, this it makes us sound amazing. Sound way too bollocks. Good. So I pressed it a bit more and I was like, the next thing I asked was, really tell me honestly what, <laughs> what the podcast is about. In the most... You don't have to be so professional yeah. about it. So I, I made I made sure that it was like, can you tell me this in a less kind of um, bougie way, a more casual sort mm. of way? Yeah, like if you were a casual chat with someone. This podcast offers a casual and humorous approach. Oh, this is funny. To movie analysis, which okay, okay, sure. And the hosts are known for their witty banter <laughs> and engaging discussions. Tight I mean, bands. I take witty banter. Yeah. They also occasionally invite guests to the oh, show, which is true. sometimes true, including movie enthusiasts and industry professionals. Mm, uh, the other one no. is the closest to that. Who's that? that we've so, ever had on. who? Okay. Um. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, she's in a different industry though. We're yeah, all industry professionals. Been, yeah, but she did soundtrack I'm stuff. Oh, that's true. Early yeah. days, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, that's so. true. So I wasn't really convinced by this at this point. I was like, this is very generic. This is still very generic for a movie podcast. Everyone kind of witty banner and, and humorous discussions. So I was like, okay, tell me about the hosts. <laughs> I want to know about each of the fucking hosts. Everything about them. Should we start? Who, we start, who do you want to start with? Let's start with Penn. Yeah, go on. You want to start with Penn? Penny is one of the three hosts of the Unusual Suspects podcast. Fair to she thought. is a British film critic and writer <laughs> nope who has a deep <laughs> who has a deep love for movies and tv shows penny is known for her detailed film analysis of films her vast knowledge of movie history and her ability to articulate her thoughts in a clear and concise manner no that's Bullshit. andy that's andy yeah have i have confused no us. yeah i thought that's now you. i'm thinking they've confused andy with penny and mm-hmm. i was like okay let's keep going she has a warm and engaging personality. That's true. That that's makes true. Her, no, that makes her a great addition to the podcast, apparently, <laughs> and often provides a unique perspective on various topics. That's true. Have you got this written down? Can I put this in my CV, please? Mm. In addition to her work on the podcast, Penny also writes film reviews for various no. publications and has also appeared as a guest on other film-related shows. They yeah, were appeared as a guest. Yeah, but, but not, not film-related. Film yeah. So, okay. It's getting there. So I was like, okay, can you tell me very specifically? Um, what genre of movies does Penny like? Watch, well, <laughs> that, that, that too. But I was trying to find out. Um, I think I asked, what is, what was her favorite, what's her favorite type of film or what's oh, her okay. favorite films that she likes to watch? Penny has talked about several films extensively on the podcast, so it's difficult to say which one she has talked about most. However, however, she is known to be a big fan of horror movies. There we go. She has also discussed many horror films on the show. Ding, 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 ding. It got the most obvious thing right. Well done, AI. Hmm. I also asked the AI, and I did this for everyone, what she doesn't like. (laughs) Everything. Else. Penny has expressed dislike for various things on the podcast, including bad horror movies. No. Some. But yeah. some. Uh, okay. Some. Jump scares. 
Yeah, I don't like jump scares. Poorly written characters in films. Yep. Yep. She has also shown frustration with cliches and predictable plot lines in movies, as well as uninteresting or forgettable villains. I think this got confused with me. Yeah, it's and it's all still a little a bit. bit generic. That, yeah, that sounds like a horoscope. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that could apply to fucking anyone. Mercury's in okay. retrograde. That's true. So that's true. So I went further and I went deeper than deeper and I was like, tell me Penny's catchphrases on the show oh. right now. Oh. Are you ready? Yeah. What is her catchphrase? Penny has a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Penny has really? a fuck ton that came up, right? You ready? Yep. So, number one, it's not scary, it's just tense. Nope, never said that. <laughs> number two, I'm not watching that, Dan. Yes. I probably said that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't watch trailers. I don't watch trailers. Three. That is yeah, a catchphrase. Yeah. That is a catchphrase. Oh. Number four, ironically, I'm not good with numbers. I don't know if I've... You did. Quiz. Quiz. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not good with numbers. Yeah. Number five, I just love a happy ending. Saucy. That doesn't sound like me. This one definitely doesn't sound like you. Number six, I don't do gore. <laughs> That's definitely not me. That is the opposite. I just complained that Last of Us doesn't sound gory enough. I, I love how all the catchphrases so far and the majority of them have been I don't, I don't, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm the most Number negative s- host of the year. That's true. Number seven, it's just not my thing. That, yeah, fair. <laughs> Number seven, I have weak constitution. No. <laughs> you do need a wee a lot. I have weed already once today in the podcast yeah. already. Number nine, it's not my kind of horror. I usually Number say 10, it's not my bag, AI. I think it's because it just picked up you kept saying horror films all the time and <laughs> probably mixed up. Number ten, I'm not easily scared, I'm just jumpy. Well, the first half is correct. I don't do well with loud noises. Nope, that's not true. And I'm not into jump scares. Mm, yeah. They've repeated okay. that one, they really said yeah. that. They did. they did. They really want to hammer home that I'm was, excited uh, for you guys' catchphrase. Your guys is. Let's do, not let's do me. Let's do me very quickly. Um, so, what I realized is that, yeah, the first part was Dan is one of the three hosts. Da, 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 da. He's a British film critic writer. It's <laughs> <laughs> so ah, a copy and, copy and paste job, is it? So, the only thing that came on the first paragraph, so that I, I give the first set of questions to every single member, basically, mm-hmm. and I just went deeper and deeper with each one, and mm-hmm. I just copy and paste the same question. On the first one, when I asked Describe Me, it said kind of the same generic bullshit, but at the end it said, additionally, Dan does his own YouTube channel where oh. he produces video reviews and other film-related content. It's no. close, but no cigar. But, yeah. It's mm. close. But no Even cigar. the AI knows I mean, you're a streamer. You do have your own video content. You do. And it's all related. But you have just... got your own YouTube channel on Twitch, so... You, you know. You're Everyone knows. <laughs> I mean, yeah... I asked, what is Dan's favorite film? And they said, I'm sorry, I do not have access to all the episodes of the podcast to determine with certainty which film Dan has talked about the most. However, based on the information available online, Dan has expressed his admiration for the movie Blade Runner on several occasions. That is true. He's even reviewed it on an episode of the podcast. No, I haven't really. (laughs) You talked about it. I've talked about it, so we'll let it go. It is possible this could be the film he has talked about the most. Maybe. I don't know. It's literally just talked about... It's just counted how many times you've said Blade Runner in the info that it has. 
Yeah. And do you know how it's done that? It's because somebody, some human person has tagged things and that's how it picks it up. It still needs us. <laughs> Shut up, Paddy. Dis- dislikes um, predictable plot lines, a cliche character, as he also voices annoyance for characters in horror films who make unrealistic decisions, which I have. Yeah. As, as well as movies that... That's true. As well as movies that rely too heavily on jump scares, which I have. Additionally, Dan has expressed his disdain for unnecessary sequels and reboots of classic films, which mm-hmm. I also have. Yeah. So yeah. it's got me spot on, I think. Um, my I'm a very complicated are, person, so you know. Mm, you have to wait till Andy comes up. Oh, God. Yeah, he is complicated. <laughs> He's very complicated for this AI. To, to. I'll take it. That's my catch. My catchphrases are it's the worst thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> could be about everything i don't care about your opinion yeah you do do that this movie has no redeeming qualities yeah yeah that sounds how am i not most how am i most not most negative (laughs) it's not good but it's fun Mm, maybe (laughs) yeah no i've definitely heard you say that more than once and that's it that's all my catchphrases not as much how is how are your catchphrases not Hi and welcome to the usual suspects. You literally say that every episode. It it could and maybe doesn't see that as a catchphrase. Maybe just see something out of uh like it, it well, it's a spoiler for later, but it does know when we do intros and it does oh, okay. know how we do the intros, but okay. uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Andy, uh, now the AI had real trouble with Andy. <laughs> Don't we all? I, I'm going to say Here's the thing. Yep. I think that's a win for me. Yeah. Because my whole goal in life is to just stealth through with no one really knowing who I am. Yeah. So I'm totally fine with that. I'm happy to be anonymous. Here we go. Andy has a particular interest in horror films and animation. (laughs) Well, he's half right. 50%. Andy is known for his witty comments and humorous observations, often injecting levity into the podcast discussions. That's true. Oh, I'll take that. That's that's good. He also provides insight, analysis, and nuanced opinions on various films and the respective respective genres. Andy's deep knowledge of cinema and his passion for the medium make him a valuable member of the podcast. His knowledge wow, is from Google. <laughs> it's because you Google stuff all the time. Yeah, that'd no, be a it. lot of it. A lot of it is just reading like <laughs> shit BuzzFeed articles yeah. that they then send to you both at three in the morning, going, "This is fucking fascinating," and then it just never leaves my brain. Yeah, but I'll take valued. I've never been called valued in my life, so I'll take I might that. get this AI to write my CV. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, then. It sounds good. Oh wow! Now you're praising it. What well, I need to get me a job what, that what a story I lost line. from it the really AI. Is gonna take, it really is gonna take Penny's job, isn't it? Mm. It already did, guys. <laughs> I asked for uh, Andy's uh, favourite film or any kind of particular interests. If it doesn't say uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. It could not determine and it couldn't give me any other examples what Andy likes. <laughs> <I'm being laughs> he doesn't like anything. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, I asked for dislikes and I thought that might have been a bit easier. It did come up with something. And it said, um, it's not clear what Andy hates on the podcast as he doesn't express any particular dislike or hatred towards anything or anyone during the episodes. However, it's not listened to the Toy Story episodes. He often jokes about his grumpy old man persona (laughs) and his dislike for modern technology or trends, which is a reoccurring theme in some of the episodes. Is modern technology a theme? Is it? Does it confuse me with Yorkie? (laughs) <laughs> no, I I think it's got the grumpy old man persona. Yeah, <laughs> but not the technology. Yeah. I mean, 
Yeah. Does he dislike technology every now and again? Doesn't he just no. talk about printers and shit and it's things only that internet don't work? I mean, I, I do get annoyed about printers, but that's a why Everybody thing. does. <laughs> printers are the worst piece of technology ever. Um, and then I asked for his catchphrases. <laughs> Andy never says the same thing twice. I couldn't tell you they his could, catchphrases. They couldn't determine any Anything. catchphrase that you had. I'm so sorry, but I maybe that's take- a good thing. Again, I'm taking all of this as a win. I don't want to be mm. pegged down. I mean, absolutely fine was quite a strong catchphrase for a long yeah. time. Yeah, too low um, now. But what mm. what I like about this is that Pen is, as we've both said before, the most predictable. Oh yeah, uh, I think you'll find the term is on brand. Sorry, I meant on brand. Thank you. I'm happy to be an enigma, and Dan is once again the middleman who holds us all together. <laughs> I went deeper. Oh. oh, here we go. Here we go. I asked, explain the memes on the podcast. Oh, God. It said, I don't the know. First attempt, the first attempt was very generic, but it did come up with, it gave me a list from the first list. The second list was shockingly convincing. The first mm. list, it came up with a couple of things where I was like, okay, or maybe one or two things. One of them said, the penny laugh. This <laughs> refers to... Sh- <laughs> this refers yeah. to Penny's infectious laughter, which often erupts during the podcast when the hosts are discussing funny or, or something absurd. And I think we've just proven the it. The fact there. that that came out and I had to cover my mouth. <laughs> yeah. Also, what came up? Oh no. Andy's terrible opinions. Andy is known wow. for having some. <laughs> is that Peter? This might be. This might be the Miss Honey thing. Andy is known for having some controversial opinions about movies and TV shows, which often leads to humorous debates between the hosts, which I would say is pretty uh, straightforward. Yeah. There was one thing in this first list. Again, there was a lot of things in the first list that were a bit weird. One of the other things in this first list was the whiteboard. The podcast often use a whiteboard to keep track of upcoming movies. Does I don't know if it means the, the spreadsheet. Oh, or yeah, the spreadsheet. Might mean the hat. It, it could the be hat. the spreadsheet of the hat guest appearances and other important topics mm-hmm. fans have created memes and jokes based on the contents of the whiteboard which sometimes includes cryptic notes or doodles i mean oh is that joe's memes joe makes us memes. i think that must be joe yeah is it he tries to the ai joe is tried it? to okay. prove that the word sequated was a word this week but he was incorrect Four weeks ago. He got the wrong Three word. Sequestered. I, kn- I, I, I knew, knew it was sequ- the word sequestered. Do you know how I know but, what sequestered um, means? Sequestered is not, yeah. Because they sequester a jury. <laughs> of which so, you um, have needed them many times. Yep. So I told the AI, some of them are not right. Can you be a bit more accurate? And <laughs> accurate it was because the second list blew my fucking mind. Number one, internet ghost. <laughs> now I'm sorry running- every time I laugh. I'm here to scare you. This is a running joke where the host pretends that their podcast is haunted by an internet <laughs> ghost. They will occasionally blame the ghost for technical difficulties or strange occurrences during recordings. So can I mean, we now we put should all have the, done that. We should have been instead That's... of Annie's bathroom mics, it was the internet ghost. Yeah. Oh, fuck. We're it's, it's hearing you. It's hearing the, all this it and it's learning. It, it's learning from all this now. It's wow. learning from itself right now. You know that? That's amazing. Uh, number two. Film out of the hat. Yeah. This yep. is a segment of the show where the hosts each pick a film from the hat and discuss them. 
the randomness of the selection pro- process has become a meme of the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Number three, Penny's love of horror. Mm-hmm. Penny is known for her love of horror movies and often references them in discussions. Her passion for the genre has become a meme of the show. Somebody told me this week I watched too many horror movies and they are wrong. No, they're not. Number four, Dan's glasses. Dan is the only one not wearing glasses right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, Dan often wears glasses Some on glasses. the show and his, and his habit of adjusting them has become a running joke, apparently. <laughs> That's pulled out of your ass, AI. Mm. Maybe they're talking about your milk when you no. when you have a selection of beverages. A push, maybe. And finally, number five, Andy's accents. No, it's Andy's accents. Andy is known for his ability to do different accents and oh, often do use do them accents. to impersonate characters from movies. Andy mm. does do accents, he but does, I do terrible impressions. You do impressions. That's the other yeah. I sort of just throw it in without announcing it. And then we just yeah, ignore it. Like in, uh, you know. like in four weeks ago, the Scream script. So the last thing I got the AI to do, and I need you guys to be involved in this as well. Oh, is it like AI libs? I asked the AI to give me an example of an intro to the podcast <laughs> with a script. Now, it did who says the lines already done. I don't think there's anything that it needs to be ad-libbed. I think it filled everything in. Wow. It did. And um, are we gonna read it? you two are going to play yourselves, obviously. I'm yeah. going to play the music. We're going to start <gasps> the podcast off again, but we're going to do it like we're the fucking robots that we are. You ready? Yep. <laughs> do, um, do I need to do my usual upbeat voice or do I go for the... Just be normal. Just a random accent as it's decided. That's what I do now. <laughs> Just be yourself because obviously everything you say in the script is exactly how you speak to both of us and how I speak to both of you and how Penny speaks to both of us. So um, script's going in the chat. I'll play the intro and I'll obviously Dan welcomes us in because I got that right. And yep. uh, you'll see in a second. Welcome back to the Unusual Suspects podcast, where we review and analyze movies of all genres and eras. I'm Dan, and joining me today are my co-hosts, Penny and Andy. Hey everyone, glad to be here. Great to be back, Dan. <laughs> you break first. Today, today we'll be discussing the 1994 mm-hmm. classic, Pulp Fiction, directed by Quentin Tarantino. Now, this movie is widely regarded as one of the greatest films of all time, but it also has its fair share of controversies and criticisms. So, what did you guys think of the movie? I absolutely loved it. The non-linear storytelling and the use of dialogue were both brilliant. Yeah, I agree. The performances were fantastic, especially from Samuel L. Jackson and Uma Thurman. I agree with you both. But I also have some reservations <laughs> about the movie. Specifically, I found some of the violence to be excessive and gratuitous. I can't pronounce that word either, even as an AI. <laughs> That's a fair point, Dan. But I think it's important to remember that the violence is not meant to be taken too seriously. It's more of a commentary on the genre itself. 
And let's not forget the impact this movie had on cinema as a whole. It paved the way for a whole new wave of indie filmmakers and gave us a new perspective of what movies could be. Absolutely. Pulp Fiction is a landmark film that continues to influence filmmakers to this day. Any final thoughts before we wrap up? Just that I highly recommend this movie to anyone who hasn't seen it yet. And make sure you stay tuned to our next episode where we'll be discussing the next Marvel blockbuster, <laughs> Avengers Endgame. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We can't, uh, don't forget to like and subscribe to the Unusual Suspects podcast on your favorite podcast app. Until next time, keep watching movies! <laughs> be our new thing until next time keep watching movies imagine we were that generic and boring but Can also imagine? Yeah. we didn't talk about jizz or tits or how hot my mum is once no so and that's my th- favorite subject yeah <laughs> the, the thing about the ai is it um it doesn't promote any hate language so when A i told it <laughs> when i told it to do an intro as if the three of us were tired and angry it did the tired bit but it didn't do the it didn't want to do the angry bit at each other so when it did the tired bit everyone was just yawning every (laughs) couple of seconds and andy was complaining about work which it got right (laughs) yeah Um, i also don't think i've ever said that's a fair point dan (laughs) yeah i agree with you both is also a thing i have never said no shut up dan you're wrong no um wow i still have this uh program up now is there anything last requests or anything you would like to ask it is currently running at the moment is there anything before we go that you'd like to say goodbye to cheesecake 2.0 anything you would like to ask it oh in general remember it can't really have opinions because it's an ai but it can can it recommend a film to us just what? Recommend a film? Are you fucking... Jesus, you're boring. <laughs> I can't think of anything, so... Um, All right, I'm sorry, on. I'm trying to make the content recommend, continue by recommending recommend a film. What, okay, what about recommend a film for Andy? Yeah. Sure. That okay. Recommend a film... Then I'll watch it next week and tell the AI it's crap. Okay. <laughs> it's... If it says Terminator, I'm, I'm leaving this and never coming back. Fiction. <laughs> he's making a face he's looking at any pre- personal preferences or biases however if you're looking for a film recommendation for Andy on the podcast it might be helpful to know his taste in movies <laughs> well um, try recommending one for me then because then it, it knows I like horror movies okay unless it just goes Penny Recommends. would like a horror movie with no jump scares no it, it knows you like horror so it keeps the memory of okay. what it knows in, in, in its bank so recommend a film Ask it who's your favourite director and see if it says Neil Breen. Sure. I can recommend a horror film for Penny. One film I think she might enjoy is 2018 Hereditary. It's a slow burning psychological horror film about a family dealing with the aftermath of a tragic event. Um, it's a, it's a thinking feel. horror. It's, it's a, a film I really horror, don't like. <laughs> mm, because it's yeah. a thinking horror. <laughs> The first 20 minutes or whatever it was were great, and then it was poop. The only other thing that I could get was I did an intro script for an episode where they talk about Andy's dinner. (laughs) Oh. Where where the... um, 
the summary of it was I asked Andy, he had a dinner party last night and he's been dying to tell us all about it. And I told him, what happened, man? Because that's how I talk to you. <laughs> and you said you had a few friends over for dinner and decided to try out a new recipe. It was roasted garlic chicken with a side of mashed potatoes. How do you feel about that? I, I'm not a big fan of garlic, but also no, I'd fucking eat that. I'd eat that. <laughs> it was a disaster. I burnt the chicken. The oh, mashed potatoes no. were lumpy. You have made lumpy no, mashed I make potatoes. Mash. No, do you remember that yeah, time you, you made that mash recording? out of like half made uh, potatoes? You put yeah. it in the blender. Yeah. You put it in the blender. <laughs> That's a deep I cut. Hey, I well done. <laughs> and I ended up ordering pizza. Ooh, that's rough. Penny says. Um, I, but, that does yeah. sound accurate because I'm sure I have burnt like chicken and then had to order a pizza to recover. Probably. And I have fucked up that mash. Yeah. But I normally don't. I was just being lazy there. I feel bit. like that's like pre cat podcast episodes. No, it wasn't. No, no it not wasn't. the mash, but like when you fucking up food and ordering pizza. Hosting dinner parties, yeah. It's just laziness. <laughs> this one I would have sandwiches for dinner. Ask it, ask it but yeah. what what I like to eat. Will it know? It doesn't know. Uh. Hang on. Let me rephrase what that. Do, what do you like to eat? Because you just eat slabs of meat. What does Dan like to eat? Gammon. Maybe it picked off someone, surely. I do not have access to personal information such as Dan's food preferences. However, <laughs> I love how it always starts with Hellmover. Dan has mentioned on the podcast he enjoys a good burger and yep. has also expressed his love for pizza. That is very yep. Andy. Yeah. <laughs> What does Andy? I was going to say, if you can't one. find anything from Andy, this is once and for all proof that you love food chat. Mm. Okay, I'm willing to take that. Let's see. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> you love food chat. <laughs> wait, wait, I'm going to rephrase it. What does Andy like to eat on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> How much does Andy like coffee? I'm spelling it out for him, for the, for the AI. I don't have access to specific details of Andy's eating habits during the podcast, as a focus of the podcast is usually on discussing movies and pop culture topics rather than food. (laughs) That's not true. However, (laughs) based on previous episodes, it's possible that Andy may occasionally mention food preferences or discuss food-related topics in passing. Which is just generic, but either way. Well, it is always in passing because it's brought up in conversation and then it ends when I start talking about food because I steer it away back yeah. to the core subject of does. films and pop culture. But I never bring it up. I'm excited for you to be able to make content as in like a 20-minute a thing. Like a yeah, AI so you don't have to do any work. No, I so want to hear it. I want to see what it says and then see if it's going to take my other job. The last thing I've checked is um, how sweary is the podcast? Uh, based on the general tone and humor of the podcast, all three hosts use profanity and vulgar language regularly. <laughs> uh, it's not possible to determine which host swears the most without <gasps> doing a comprehensive analysis of every episode. Uh, can don't do worry, that? we have the cunt board. We do. Mm. To the uh, Andy has made. So Andy has already beaten the AI. So there we go. I would still <laughs> Which like means it's know. not going to take my job. Exactly. Um, and as it stands, I'm currently the winner of the cunt count. Pen is on zero. <laughs> anyway, that is, um, that's wow. everything for my AI that was fun. Uh, stuff. And uh, yeah, maybe we'll, 
we'll come back when um, it's all automated and then we give you maybe yeah. we drop an episode out of nowhere and, you ha- and we'll just act like it's a completely normal episode when see it's if actually- anyone- but then they're like it's only 20 minutes long <laughs> it's only 20 minutes long what the fuck but yeah um, that's my thing Penny what's the socials please you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Unusual Suspects Pod. Ask the AI if it knows our socials, because that will then it'll be actually useful. What is useless. the unusual? And you can find us on. It can, it can give us an ending too, if you want. Oh yeah, do an ending. <laughs> yes. Yeah, do us an outro. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Facebook and Instagram at Unusual Suspects Pod, and on Twitter at Unusual Podspect. I am at Penny underscore Photopit on Twitter. Dan is at Dan, I'm talks, Dan a lot. talks a lot. Sorry, he's, I'm in. He's I'm doing AI right stuff. Right. And Andy's at Joyce's right. Twenty One. Uh, yeah, Joyce's Twenty One. You can usually find the podcast social media accounts by searching the name of the podcast on popular social media platforms like Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. All right, that's not what I asked you. Right. Write a ending script to today's <laughs> podcast. Maybe it will factor in the date. Right, an ending script to today's podcast. Sure. Okay. Oh, and we got names. Everyone has. To- <laughs> okay. We're ending the podcast with this. Okay. okay. Oh my god, it's planning out. It's planning out our next week's episode. What the? F- yeah. Anyway. <laughs> oh, next week we are watching uh, Can't Hardly yeah, Wait. Yeah, d- do properly. Yes. Yeah, uh, which is a great film from the nineties. It's very wholesome and lovely. Uh, it's very nineties. Everyone from the nineties is in it. Uh, it's usually on Netflix or something. So I would suggest having a look and watching it with us because it's a good one yes My so uh, we're still human at the moment yeah, so this yes is, so this that is will be real. our can't hardly wait next week anyway we would just like to say <laughs> well that about wraps up today's episode of the unusual suspects podcast thanks to everyone who tuned in and listened to us talk about truly bizarre films yeah we definitely had some interesting choices today Hey, that's what makes this podcast so much fun. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> and speaking of not knowing what you're going to get, we should probably tease next week's episode. All right. What do we have in store for next time? No fun. I think we should talk about some of the most underrated films of all time. Ooh, I like that. And we have some guests on to discuss their favourite <laughs> underrated films too, of course. Sounds like a plan, so be sure to tune in next week for that. And in the meantime, be sure to follow us on social media and leave us a review on your favourite podcast app. Do that in real life. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week on the Unusual Suspects Podcast. Bye! Bye! Bye. Wow. I'm not actually going to have to find a guest, right? Or talk about underrated films. Do we have any guests? What's the, what's, I don't know. Why is this AI planning our lives? I don't like it. Let's kill it. Well, until next time, guys, keep watching movies. (laughs) Hey, keep watching movies, everyone. I I agree with both of you. Good point, Dan. Good point, Penn. What a great host you are. I feel sick. This is gross. <laughs> this is not right. We all sound so formal when it just tells us what to say. See, but this is the problem. It needs to have that anger, not anger, but it needs to have like, the piss takey sort of thing yeah. that we normally have. It doesn't mm. have that in there. That's no, what no. we'd it's be got, like if we were nice to each other. This is like a playlist. It's got, nice, no, it's got no soul. No, yeah. it's got no soul. There you go. 
Right. See you later, fuckers. Oh, bye. All right, bye.